Welcome to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson. We're going through 1 Kings. Mm-hmm. And we've been going along here, um, seeing this wonderful, peaceful kingdom. Yes. Uh, yeah. With all the glory of God, with mm-hmm. Solomon building a house for God, and yes. how beautiful it is. And uh, last time we talked about, uh, I believe, Queen of Sheba. Coming to visit. Ended the Queen of Sheba and then now uh, went into all these things that Solomon's been doing wrong. Right. right we really saw a turn. Yeah. Because up until now, it seems like Solomon has been doing what God wanted him to do. At least by the right way it's up written. To, right up to the beginning of chapter 9, I think we, get, we definitely get that impression. Right. Yeah. And, but now we're seeing him accumulate wealth and marry foreign, God, uh, foreign women. Mm-hmm. So he's worshiping foreign gods. And acquiring horses from Egypt. Yes. Yeah. So it's the all things. the things that in Deuteronomy 17, it says the, king the kings can't do. do. Yeah. Must not do. And so we ended on kind of an ominous note last time. Right at the end of chapter 11, verse 8, after we had talked about the wives and building all of these different temples to their gods, and certainly his heart has gone astray. It is not wholly to the Lord, only true to the Lord anymore. Um, so, yeah, so we're in a bad position. It's very sad to see because if you've never read it before and you don't know any of the story, mm-hmm. then I think you would have felt great hope mm-hmm. up until now. Yeah. Yep. And um, So I think we'll need to start now in 11, 9 through 13. We'll just read this part right here um, and listen to how, uh, listen to what it is that, you know, God has to say about it. Okay. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods. But he did not keep what the Lord commanded. Therefore, the Lord said to Solomon, Since this has been your practice, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes that I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and will give give it to your servant. Yet for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it in your days, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son, for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem that I have chosen. Okay, so here comes God. God's going to speak to him again, appear to him again, um, speak to him again. God has appeared to him twice already, we're told. In so this is the third time. What those are. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly where those are. Those are in chapter 3 and chapter 9. So this is the third time. And he has He's warned him each time about what he expects from him. And mm-hmm what yeah. will happen so that's right very clear with him about what he expects and walking like his father david keeping his heart holy true to yahweh this is the big thing let's not lose sight of that as we're going through kings covenant faithfulness is the uh major judgment principle around which everything else revolves are is the king covenant faithful or not so so here we so have proven that God he showing up is you haven't been that's right, mm-hmm. you've not been. Um, and so this is the problem. God is addressing him very clearly about it and saying that he will actually tear the kingdom 
out of the hand of Solomon's son because of it. He won't do it in Solomon's day, but he will, you know, tear the Even though this is exactly what we would expect if we've been reading, uh, he's told him this mm-hmm. is what's going to happen, yep. that he's going to tear the kingdom out from away from him. Yep. Yep. But there's a lot of grace here mm-hmm. as well because yeah. it's not really as harsh as it could be. Right. Could be worse. Could be worse. Could be the whole kingdom. It's going to be torn out of his dynasty's hands. And yet he's very clear uh, in verse 13. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of David, my servant, for the sake of Jerusalem that I have chosen. Uh, okay. Still offer the sake of David. So yeah. who he's connected to. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. isn't even going to do it during Solomon's day. He's going to do it during his son's time. Right. And he's still going to give that son one tribe. Yes, one tribe. The tribe of Judah actually is the one that's going to stay with him. Uh, but this is not, you know, not what anybody had hoped, and certainly not what Solomon it's not good foresaw. News. And yet he knew God had been really clear with him about how things had to go, and he hadn't kept his heart true. So God's going to uh, going to use whatever means necessary, whatever means of God's choice. To bring it about, turns out we're going to have to find out what those what that choice. It's interesting is. language. Uh, tear the kingdom away from you. Yes. So. Yeah, it is. Um, it is interesting. Um, so, and then it's going to come up again. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it more later. Tearing's but... going to come up. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's move on, and we will look at this first piece that tells us about how God ha- is working to bring about a fulfillment of this judgment prophecy that he's made so verse 14 through 22 let's read that okay and the lord raised up an adversary against solomon hadad the edomite he was of the royal house of edom for when david was in edom in Joab, the commander of the army, went up to bury the slain. He struck down every male in Edom. For Joash, or Joab, sorry, and all Israel remained there six months until he had cut off every male in Edom. But Hadad fled to Egypt together with certain Edomites of his father's servants, Hadad still being a little child. They set out from Midian and came to Paran and took men with them from Paran and came to Egypt to Pharaoh king of Egypt who gave him a house and assigned him an allowance of food and gave him land and Hadad found great favor in the sight of Pharaoh so that he gave him in marriage the sister of his own wife the sister of Topanese the queen and the sister of Topanese bore him uh, Genubath his son whom Topanese weaned in Pharaoh's house, and Genubath was in Pharaoh's house among the sons of Pharaoh. But when Hadad heard in Egypt that David slept with his fathers and that Joab, the commander of the army, was dead, Hadad said to Pharaoh, Let me depart, that I may go to my own country. But Pharaoh said to him, What have you lacked with me, that you are now seeking to go to your own country? And he said to him, Only let me depart. Mm. Okay. 
Folks, if you're not hearing something when you're reading that, um, something from before, some echoes of what's happened before, you're not paying close attention, frankly. And there's also, of course, foreshadows of what's going to happen in the future because you mm-hmm. can't read one story without the other story coming to mind. Yeah. So uh, what is this, this adversary, this Satan, which is the word adversary? Yes, you see. verse 14. I think that sentence there is big. Yep. And the Lord raised up an adversary against Solomon. This is the first time because in 5, 4, I believe, it talks about he didn't have any adversaries. Mm -hmm. Yep. But now he does. Yep. Now he does. He has these satans, these, as we pronounce the word, satans. um, Mm -hmm. But that's the word in Hebrew. Adversary or accuser. uh, That's who is risen up by God against Solomon during this time he's going to raise up two satans against Solomon and there's another one he's going to raise very up passage, he doesn't right. use the term satan but um, still very much uh, someone who's being used to judge Solomon so so first guy we have raised up is this Edomite um, he was of the royal house in Edom so he's born princely you know he's a very he's got royalty about him even at birth um, but then, we don't like to think about this kind of thing. When he David was a child. and Joab, when he was a child and they took over Edom, uh, Joab went out and killed uh, all the baby, all the young males that were left in Edom. And this is, of course, to ensure that nobody raises up against them later on. Very, you know, standard ancient practice to do when you're taking over a country. And so they're slaughtering young males. Um, but God saves one by taking him to Egypt and making him a part of Pharaoh's house where he gets great favor. Which is interesting, but yeah. What's that? That's just interesting. I don't know. So, we don't know how that happened. But, yeah, don't even know. Not but even he did find favor. Happened. Yeah. I mean, they were of the royal house of Edom, probably had some connections with the royal Maybe house had of some. Pharaoh. Whatever connections they had um, came into play. I mean, this is all speculation, but, you know, um, however it is, he winds up in Pharaoh's house and he's treated very well, marries into Pharaoh's family, has children, uh, has a son that is raised as among Pharaoh's sons. Right. So with the princely raising, you know, they're very much part of the family here. And so then when it's time for them to go, he basically says, let me go, uh, which is very Moses-like. Hey, it's time for me to go. Let me go. This idea of Moses coming out of Egypt. And Pharaoh says, hey, why do you need to go? And aren't things right around here? I've been as good as I can to you. And he just says, I just need to go. Let right. me go. And this is after the death of those who were trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so it sounds Mo- very Moses-y. Very no way. Much. Can we, we should I mean, Moses we've even so got much. Midian mentioned. Yep. Um, it's just very, all of that, what you said, the yes. baby being weaned in the uh, Pharaoh's house, mm-hmm. yep. all of that. So, but yep. this is an outsider. This isn't an Israelite. And no, it's not. So how do we see this as yeah. you know, a Moses-like figure? Yeah, and, and the point is here that God is raising up a Moses-like figure against Solomon because Solomon has become such a Pharaoh-like figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that, that he's acting more like a pharaoh. Solomon has not been good. He has started building store cities. He has not uh, gotten rid of the Canaanite, all the Canaanites in the land that haven't been gotten rid of, and um, by him and by Israel, and he's becoming more Canaanite 
like. Everything is being re-Canaanitized by Solomon, who's now building temples to Canaanite gods. Right. Uh, we and read so about the that last they should have gotten away from. So multiple gods, building store cities, acquiring horses from Egypt. Solomon is becoming another Pharaoh. And so God is raising up a Moses because that's how he deals with Pharaohs. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing a Moses figure being raised up, which of course points us forward to a Jesus figure. Right. There's no Moses. doesn't mean that he was a good person, but it no. just is God is using him no. to judge Solomon. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I can imagine he must have been a really angry and bitter man mm-hmm. because he saw all this destruction yeah. as a child. Yeah. That's so, what I would think too. He was blaming it on very bitter David's family. So yeah, I would think so. Okay. Uh, wow. Um, so that's the first one we have, uh, and then let's go on. I think we'll read twenty-three through twenty-five, and we'll hear about the second Satan, the second adversary that God raises up against Solomon. Okay. God also raised up an adversary to him, Reason, the son of Eliada, who had fled from his master, Hadadezer, king of Zobah. And he gathered men about him and became leader of a marauding band after after the killing by David. And they went to Damascus and lived there and made him king in Damascus. He was an adversary of Israel all the days of Solomon, doing harm as Hadad did. And he loathed Israel and reigned over Syria. Another person with a grudge from the outside. Yeah, yeah. Reason reason means prince. His father's name, Eliada, means God knows. So he's the prince, the son of God knows. Uh, and so, or my God knows, you can even say. Um, this is, as we listen to it, he uses David's name in here obviously when he's talking about it um, and obviously he is he would be upset with David mm-hmm. obviously that's what's happening but but this is interesting because I have a prince who's in the house apparently in the house of his master and his master gets upset with him and then he has to run away from this master's house still a prince but mm-hmm. has to run away from the master Hadadezer's house and then he gathers these men about him and become and they become a marauding band after the killing by David. And they went to Damascus and lived there and made him king in Damascus. This little marauding band group makes him their king. Says you'll you'll be our king. And uh, and he was an adversary. He was a satan of Israel all the days of Solomon doing harm as Hadad did. So who does this sound like? Well, it sounds like David. It sounds who like David. He was in the house of Saul. Oh my goodness. And had a marauding band. And, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Had to run away from the house of Saul. First he lives with him for a while, but he has to run away from him because Saul gets upset with him. And then all these group of guys kind of swarm to him and follow him around. And they become a you know little army of their own. Um, wow. This, and they kind of, he's their king. Uh, and so those, this very sounds very Davidic. So, so now we've seen him. Go so ahead. God is raising up a David to mm-hmm. Saul, mm-hmm. 
in other words. Yep, to to come against a bad leader. Yep, exactly. Raising Sorry. up a David to come against a bad leader.、Uh, so we've seen a Moses raised up and a David figure raised up here as adversaries against Solomon. Okay. Now we'll go to our last piece, which is going to be our longest piece. We'll go read verse twenty-six through forty-three, and then we'll talk about this last one that is raised up. Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephraimite of Zerida, the servant of Solomon, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow, also lifted up his hand against the king, and this was the reason why he lifted up his hand against the king. Solomon built the millo, and closed up the breach of the city of David, his father. The man Jeroboam was very able, and when Solomon saw that the young man was industrious. He gave him charge over all the forced labor of the house of Joseph, and at that time, when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, the prophet Ahijah, the Shilonite, found him on the road. Now Ahijah had dressed himself in a new garment, and the two of them were alone in the open country. Then Ahijah laid hold of the new garment that was on him, and tore it into twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, "Take for yourself ten pieces." For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel: Behold, I am about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon, and will give you ten tribes. But he shall, but he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jer- Jerusalem, the city that I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, because they have forsaken me and worshipped Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the son, the god of Moab. And Milcom, the god of the Ammonites, and they have not walked in my ways, doing what is right in the, in my sight, and keeping my statutes and my rules as David his father did. Nevertheless, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will take make him ruler all the days of his life for the sake of David my servant, whom I chose, who kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of the son's hand, and will give it to you, ten tribes. Yet to his son I will give one tribe, that David my servant may always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city where I have chosen to put my name. And I will take you, and you shall reign over all that your soul desires, and you shall be king over Israel. And if you will listen to all that I command you, and will walk in my ways, and do what is right in my eyes by keeping my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, I will be with you. And will build you a sure house as I built for David, and I will give Israel to you, and I will afflict the offspring of David because of this, but not forever. Solomon sought therefore to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam arose and fled into Egypt to Shishak, king of Egypt, and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon and all that he did in his wisdom are. They not written in the book of the Acts of Solomon. In the time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was forty years, and Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his place. Wow,、mm-hmm. that's kind of a quick ending there. Yeah, yeah, it was.、Uh, good stuff, though. Great,、um, uh, interesting as far as this chapter goes. Not good in the sense of what's happening to Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
unfortunately. Wow. Um, so in verse 26, we're introduced to this Jeroboam figure, uh, someone we haven't met until now, um, and he is liked by Solomon at first. Solomon. Yeah, they don't seem pleased. to have a adversarial mm -hmm. relationship. From in fact, beginning. he sees that. He's Solomon sees that Jeroboam is a hard worker. Yep. And puts him as head over all the forced labor. That's right. Yep. It was just when this prophet Ahijah came. Right. And and probably, you know, I'm going to say that Jeroboam, it's not unlikely that he did see some issues that were going on, felt some tension with those under him, that they were being forced to work too hard. That right. There was going that maybe Solomon had problems. his boot on their neck. And, uh -huh. and they are the ones who are going to want him back to help them first try to negotiate with Rehoboam, it seems, and then to be their king whenever that doesn't work out. So as a, so as a supervisor slash boss... They like him, and he gets close to them. That seems obvious. There's something there. Um, but Solomon liked him initially, too, and put him over all this work. Well, then this leads to, this is what leads to him, you know, being sympathetic toward them, and then moving a little bit against Solomon, and then Ahijah shows up, and I think God just uses that, all those, you know, feelings and and occurrences and uses that as a way to um, facilitate his will uh, upon Solomon and his house. So, and it takes us right back to the first part that we read today mm -hmm. in 9 through 13 about the tearing the kingdom from him. It does. And that's exactly he's tearing this garment up. Yep, yep. Ahijah comes and meets him on the road uh, and so whenever he does he starts talking to him uh, about the fact that God is going to use him to rip, tear the tear the kingdom out of Solomon's hand and give it to him. So he's worn this new garment out to meet him and he rips the new garment, which he uses the word garment a couple of times, he rips it into 12 pieces, gives 10 to Solomon. No, to uh, Jeroboam. Or, I'm sorry, to Jeroboam. And then keeps holds one back for Solomon's house, which it says two, one, but, but yes, we know it's two. And so if anybody's wondering out there what's happening is, um, we it is a, confusing. Yeah, it gets confusing <laughs> to us. We're always like, wait, there's 12 tribes. Yes, there is. But the thing that happened was Je uh, Benjamin is almost destroyed during the time of the judges. At the end of the, by the end of the judges, Benjamin's barely there anymore. As a matter of fact, they almost wiped them out themselves. Civil war, they were almost completely wiped out. Only the mercy of the their fellow tribesmen gave them a chance to survive. And so they kind of get swallowed up by Judah at that point. They're mm -hmm. just little bitty next to Judah. There's hardly any left. They kind of get so swallowed up. So all we up. really hear about is the tribe of Judah, but Benjamin but is kind Benjamin of in is there. part of that. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> Benjamin is part of that. And we're going to hear that name mentioned still later on Benjamin and Associates. Just in this Judah. part it's very confusing. He tears his garment into 12 pieces. Yeah. He says you take 10 and he'll have one and yeah. we don't know what happened to him. Like, yeah. um, but yeah there is. And, it's and he repeats himself here so it yeah. seems like at one point he could have explained that. Yeah yeah he doesn't. <laughs> now the word play in here that is so interesting is this word garment which is used in 29 and 30. The word garment there is salma in Hebrew, S-A-L-M-A-H. Interestingly enough, those are the exact four consonants in the exact right order 
of Solomon's name. Shlomo is really how you pronounce Solomon in Hebrew. So Shlomo turns out has a divided heart. That's what God has already told him. We found out his heart is not wholly true. W H O L L Y. His heart is not wholly true. His heart is now divided between Yahweh and these other gods. So now the kingdom is being divided, divided. and it is being represented in this garment, which is being torn. Solomon's heart has been torn. Guess what? The kingdom will be torn now away from Solomon, and the garment is torn into twelve pieces. The salma is torn just like Solomon has been torn. Solomon's heart has been torn,、hmm. uh, and so the salma is torn, and it's given twelve pieces into the hands of, of all people, this Jeroboam,、uh, who who is just who's a person outside of the royal line. He's not a part of the royal line. He's an Ephraimite.、Um, So you know, we're like not expecting this guy to be king. Yeah, I wonder he, how he、uh, was feeling because that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, but the promise that's made to him is, if you act well and do right and do like my servant David,、mm-hmm. I'll give you a sure house. I'll build you a sure house as I built for David. In verse,、uh, in verse thirty-eight says this: I'll build you a sure house. There's great promise given to him. But his heart isn't going to stay true either. That's going to be our problem. You know, see, his heart is just as bad as everybody,、mm-hmm. every other person's heart. But he, he, he has a chance. He has a choice here. Yeah, it、too. is interesting. It's put in his lap. You, you, you can have a sure house. You can have a kingdom that continues. He's telling、uh, him the same things he told Solomon.、Mm-hmm. You、yes. know, if you will do these things, but Solomon didn't, and now. See what Jeremiah. Yeah, now we want、Jeremiah、to see what Jeremiah's going to do. Maybe, maybe this will be better. That's our, I, that's our hope, and I think we have that. I think we have a legitimate reason to hope here at the beginning.、Uh, we, we also have him. By the way, it says in verse forty again. This sounds like you told me right as you read it the very first time,、um, or when we were reading it together. Not your very first time, but certainly <laughs> when we were reading it together as we were studying. Verse forty sounds all of a sudden very Jesus-like to us.、Right. Solomon sought, therefore, to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam arose and fled to Egypt to Shishak, king of Egypt, and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. In other words, the one who was trying to kill him, the king who was trying to kill him. Well, that's all very Jesus-like right there.、Mm-hmm. It's also kind of Moses-like. Right. It's also right. Know, so, They're all which, which all yeah.、Right. All of these are out of Egypt. I've called my son. Right.、Yeah. But Moses. The Moses likeness points to Jesus. The David likeness points to Jesus. And then here we have another one where it's very Jesus sounding.、Um, it has a little because he's a, a king is trying、other. to kill him, and he flees flees to and Egypt and waits there until the king, king dies, which is exactly what happened to Jesus as、yep. a little boy.、So. Exactly. And then when he does return, we're going to see even more. We're not done with. His Jesus likeness yet, actually,、um, because we're going to see it as we get into chapter twelve, and where we are definitely not done with it. It's it's interesting how the words come together in chapter twelve. So Rehoboam, we have some pretty good expectations of. We'd love to see something good happen through him that could be beneficial for the kingdom,、uh, even though. Are, you know, we know he's not part of David's line, so we don't know how this necessarily works out. But maybe it can work out for the best. But we know、um, that God uses the people He uses, and、mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't fit the pattern that we think it's supposed to.、Yep. So I do have hope when I read this. Yeah. If I if、yep. I don't know the rest of the story, I have hope. Right.、Uh, that this could work out. Yeah. 
Yeah. And his name, Jeroboam, actually means let the people increase. Yeah. Let the people increase or let the people contend, it could be. Uh, and so he is kind it's of... Kind of related to Joseph. A contentious name. group against the... Yeah. But it also has a, a yeah, similar, just kind of a Joseph type idea too. Joseph's name is multiply. And, um, so, yeah, it's, uh, um, we're, we're hopeful right now. We're hopeful that something can come about in a positive way for the kingdom. Maybe, maybe they can get back, out, back on track. Uh, uh, but we've got to watch and see what we mainly have though here. We have two who are raised up, two adversaries who to two satans who are raised up from the outside mm-hmm. one edomite one uh from hadadezer you know one from the same house as hadadezer on the other hand um and so and then we've got uh in syria and then we've got one uh who was raised up from the inside jeroboam mm-hmm. who'll come up and it with and him. it doesn't call him a satan it just it, says it he lifted up his hand against the king right so that's interesting yeah. But I see this as this is God's pattern for dealing with. It is. That's what we're seeing. His when pattern. we've gone astray, that He will bring in a Jesus type. Yep. Who will? Um, who will remove a bad leadership? Mm-hmm. Who will replace right. a bad leadership? And hope you know move forward for right. the better. Ultimately, Jesus is the only one who can do that perfectly. So even when we see some good stuff in somebody, we still know. And I don't know that these other people, any of these were good people. Right. It wasn't But God was using them. But when we listen to the way they're written about, we go, okay, but he picked the pieces that tell us they're Moses-like and they're David-like. So just so that we'll pick up on, oh, this is the way God's going to take care of this. This is the way he's going to take care of this problem with Solomon. Yep. Yeah, because this is God's He's pattern. This is what he does. And it all points forward to Jesus. Yes. So, Jesus man, this is good. Good, good, good stuff. And then at the very end, we get this mention of his son. He's right. going to reign uh, after he dies. Yep. So Solomon reigned for 40 years, which is interesting. Yep. And because that's exactly how long David reigned. That's right? how, David, how long David reigned. And then right. Rehoboam, his son, reigned in his place. And I, I think we talked about how growing up, I always thought that this was... Rehoboam and Jeroboam were twins or something. Right. They're not uh, even related. They're not even so, related, turns yeah. out. They just have similar sounding names. Just to make it confusing. Um, yeah, this just confusing. <laughs> There's even more confusion to come, don't be surprised. Um, so, yeah, it is It is kind of crazy. But, yeah, we have this last little note about Solomon's reign from 41 to 43, and now he's died, and now we're going to move into Rehoboam's reign right after Solomon and then how the kingdom splits under Rehoboam. It just feels like it all went pretty quickly from Solomon's not doing what he's supposed to do and then now it's the end. Yes. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I don't know how long it was, but... Yeah. But chapter 9 through 11, we just see the quick fall and demise. So, okay. We are going to move into chapter 12 next time. We'll be in the next generation and watch how that goes. Hopefully something good can happen it's very unfortunate what does happen but we'll see uh so yeah no spoiler so glad <laughs> so glad you're all listening uh there is actually some more good to come in the future keep listening we'll keep talking more and we will be back with you again in just a few days god bless everyone mm-hmm.